Going Linux, episode 368. Back to basics. Why Linux? Welcome to the Going Linux podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy. And I'm your co-host, Bill. Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux. We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done. In today's episode, the second of several parts that help us get back to basics. Hi, Bill. Hello. How are you? All right. Do you still remember how to do everything? Barely. You know, I th the record button I figured out is that red one, and yeah. the microphone is this big thing sitting in front of me. So, yeah, I think I got to figure it out again. It's been a while. <laughs> well, uh, you went on vacation, and then one week I wasn't able to record because of that real-life work thing so yeah yeah uh, and then i got sick you were, and yeah <laughs> you got sick <laughs> yeah so, so okay you had to get you had to you had to come back from your vacation and regain and then you could get at least you weren't sick on your vacation yes that's true that's true so i'm happy for that so what's been going on since we've been apart here so while you were away i decided to use my time to uh, look at some other distros, which I'm sure is a huge surprise to you. Uh, yeah, very, so, very yeah. huge surprise. Uh, so the first one I looked at was um, Pop OS. Uh, it's that ah. one. It's uh, it's based on Ubuntu, and it's by um, uh, it's being developed by System76. Right. And so I, I was like, huh, this looks interesting. So I, I loaded up, I backed up my uh, Ubuntu eight, uh, <laughs> 1804. Mm -hmm. uh, so I put it on a, a flash wait, drive. Wait, so wait, it's wait, all... wait a minute. Wait. What? You backed what? up. Yes. <sighs> yeah, good. Good job. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I usually just nuke and pave, but I know. As I, I know. get uh, as I get older, uh, I decide that this is like too much like work. I don't want to keep doing that, and also don't want to keep resetting up all my. Uh, wine games <laughs> so yeah, nice i'm nice. like uh, yeah the priorities larry priorities yes okay so, so, so you tried pop uh, os yes yeah I, I looked at pop os it's um it has some really good features it's basically ubuntu with uh they encrypt the install by default has some interesting tools not a huge fan of uh well they're running gnome 3 but they have it customized um mm -hmm. It, it, we remember I talked about workflow before because I was trying right. a Ubuntu and and uh, you know that lasted for a little while and then I decided to move on. Um, so that's nothing unusual. So I um I liked it. I run it for <clears throat> probably a week and I didn't have any issues. But what's really cool is they have two downloads. They don't do any 32-bit support. Okay. It's an all 64-bit, but 
they have two downloads, one for AMD uh, graphics and one for NVIDIA graphics. So whichever one you have, uh, that's the one you download. Hmm. And it will um, install the driver by default. Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, basically it's Ubuntu. It has some, it's been rethemed. It's pretty. I like the backgrounds. It's kind of, they call it Pop OS. I, could, I, I haven't got the backgrounds and the name. Uh, you know, they don't seem to fit together, but in a way they do. It, it, uh, you've got uh, the kind of science fiction y themed. Yeah, the uh, retro space science themed. fiction. Yeah, yeah, retro. That's, that's what I was looking for, retro. So all in all, uh, games, um, they have, they have, um, uh, great support. I was able to get, uh, um, my, uh, wine games up really quick. They, uh, uh, have, uh, I think it's called Litrus. It's, uh, uh, yeah, it might be Litrus. I'm probably getting it wrong, but it's a way to install games that's pretty, uh, uh, pretty, uh, pretty easy and straightforward. Of course, I, I just use wine tricks and it seems to do everything I need to. So anyway, uh, it has some really great, uh, tools. Uh, they have, um, the kind of things that developers use and power users. Mm hmm. Uh, but it's all, it's all, it's really nice. So you really can't go wrong. It's, it's, it's on Ubuntu. I hadn't tried the latest 1904. So while I was on my little distro, uh, Hopping journey, uh, 1904 come out, and okay. that then they said the magical thing that that I had to go see, uh, Linux kernel version five. I'm like, oh, so I promptly download it, burn it, install it, and I'm sitting there going, oh, this is nice. The Larry is it's a thing of beauty. Oh really? It's it's fast. Uh, I thought my eighteen oh four is fast. No, no, I don't know what they've done, but nineteen oh four is just super fast. Um, I know it's only uh, it's it's ninth month nine months release or what we call intermediately release, but mm-hmm. they, they redid the uh, uh, the theme on it. It looks good. It was one of the first thing first times that I did not change the theme. <laughs> on it as soon as I got it. I kind of run it because I like it. It's called Disco Dingo, which is a great name. Yeah. Um, so, when you're installing, and there's a little checkbox at the very bottom that says install third-party um, you know, codexes and, and drivers for Wi-Fi and stuff. Right. Well, I always click that because I wanted, you know, because of my machine. What it's doing now that it didn't before uh, is because it, it installs your proprietary video driver automatically. Right. I had heard that. I, I think I read that in the Ubuntu Mate um, yeah. uh, uh, release notes for 1904. Yeah. I was going like, what? Because I went, I, went, I went to go install it because that's always the second thing I do. Yeah. And, and it said you already have and well, it, after right? I, And then I have it, I'm like, that's the way it should work. Yes. <laughs> the new icons, I know some people don't care about looks. I do. It actually doesn't look like it's from the 90s anymore. It really looks nice. Good. I was I was showing uh, um, 
a friend over. I said, can we look at this? And he's a Mac user. And he looked at it and he said, well, that looks like a Mac. <laughs> well, the icons because yeah. they're, they're, you know, I said, or this is nice. And he was impressed. He said, this is Linux? I thought gee, everything was in command line. I said, no. Uh-huh. no. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's still some people who have that misconception. Yeah, yeah still have the misconception. So, but uh, anyway, I didn't have a moment's um, issue with it. I run it for about uh, almost two weeks, just a little short two weeks. And then I decided I better stop playing around to get everything back for a recording. But I could have easily just said, you know what, I'd just go ahead and just keep this. Yeah. But, yeah, because you kind of got, you kind of made a, uh error and got off the LTSs and... Yeah, I ended up on 1810. <laughs> yeah, accidentally. Uh, and now so, I'm getting prompted to upgrade to 1904, which is okay. I may just do that. Well, yeah. Go ahead and do it during the show. You know, no problem. Okay, I'll just click on it now. No problem. Yeah. You know, the, we we did we did have a co-host that did that. Yes. Yeah, not not upgrade the entire operating system, but upgrade packages and yeah, yeah. yeah. Would Tom would uh, upgrade packages in the middle of the show while we're recording? Yeah, uh, and hilarity ensued. And exactly, exactly. So we've we've uh, learned that lesson, so we don't do that. <laughs> but nineteen oh four, I like my setup, my LTS setup. I could see myself running this right now because it's so fast. And uh, you know they've cha- they got that thing for the high uh, DPI monitors. Right. They've really made a lot of huge improvements. Right. I-, I was just totally blown away with it. I did not find one thing I didn't like. Not one, Larry. Ah, that's great. That is good. Uh, yeah. Because I think after the show here, I'm going to upgrade. And one of the things I'd like to test out is that high DPI because I have an XPS 13 with a 4K monitor. And I think that uh, 4K screen and um, I'd like to see that fractional scaling that I've heard about and see how that works. Uh, Well, I was listening to I was listening to I believe it's uh, I listened to the Ubuntu podcast and uh, Martin was on there. By the way, the guy is blows me away. He's been working on this one for Raspberry Pi. He's done a lot of commits to to Ubuntu and Debian. But from what I understand, he was saying that um, it, you shouldn't have any issues, Larry. You, I think you're going to be amazed on how fast and how pretty it is. Well, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, he sounds like a great guy. I mean, I enjoy listening to him. Um, he, but he was just talking about some of the stuff that he's done. He's like, oh, yeah, I just did this I mean, and did this, and then I did it this over here, and I go ahead and submit this patch for this over here. I'm like, dude, do you ever sleep? I don't think so. I'm always amazed at how much he can get done. and He's always yeah, uh, so, packaging, pack, packaging things up for for snaps and you know, uh, contributing to the mate uh, environment. He works for Canonical, so he's maintaining Ubuntu Mate as part of that, and uh, running the Ubuntu Mate team, uh, and going to conferences, and going to all kinds of things. It's just, I like I, well, like you said, 
I, I don't know when he sleeps. Well, the last uh, thing that I just wanted to mention is I also heard uh, another one of I'm, I'm finding a lot of uh, of the Ubuntu derivatives that I like, <laughs> but uh, the Budgie Ubuntu Budgie apparently mm-hmm. had a really large uh, um, uh, release with a lot and with a lot of uh, stuff, and they were talking about that on the uh, Ubuntu podcast. And so I hear it's probably, I think one of them said it was one of the nicest ones they've ever seen. So I haven't looked at it yet, but that's one of the things I am definitely going to go look at that um, and see how it's, I thought it was pretty good, you know, on the LTS. I wonder what it's like on this, uh, on the 1904 base. So it's going to be interesting to see. Well, uh, one more distro hop for you before you. uh, No, (laughs) no, it's going into a virtual machine. Ah, okay. Virtual machines okay. are good. Yes. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm actually using a virtual machine right now because um, the uh, Scientific Linux is is going to CentOS, and I wonder they're going to support I think six and seven, but they're not going to release any new ones. And for anybody to know, um, the Scientific Linux was developed. With with CERN and uh, some well CERN and a couple other labs, they were using it f- for their internal work. And one of the labs uh, went and went to Scent because that's what it was based on. It was just a uh, red hat with everything stripped out of it. Um, right. So uh, anyway, they're moving to that. So you know, I wanted to see how that looked and stuff. So. Larry, tell me about Dropbox. <laughs> yeah, so Dropbox, um, before we get into our episode on Back to Basics, uh, we'll talk a little bit about Dropbox here and an update that's come from them, a notification that you and I have each received saying, hey, we are no longer supporting as many systems as we've had in the past, meaning that if you've installed Dropbox on different computers, um, Dropbox has been keeping track of those just in case they come online again and they need to sync up. And they haven't had a limit on the number you've had available to you. They're putting a limit on now. And when I went through to see how many I had, I had some going back several years, as you can imagine. Uh, Some computers that I no longer have uh, still had that Dropbox connection sitting there waiting. So I took a few minutes and decided that I would eliminate some of those, um, figure out how to, because they didn't really give you many instructions, figure out how to. delete all those connections for systems I no longer needed. And there were systems that were virtual uh, environments, like in um, VirtualBox, uh, and others were hardware computers that I no longer had. So in the interest of providing support to our listeners who use Dropbox, the way you take care of this is uh, you log into the Dropbox site in a browser. And from that browser session, once you've logged in, you'll see in the upper right-hand corner an icon that represents you. Uh, It'll be a little happy face kind of guy, unless you've uploaded a picture. And you click on that, you go to settings, 
And then you'll have several tabs across the top. The one you're looking for is security. And towards the bottom, it will list all of the devices and you'll see an amazing number of them. I don't remember how many they're allowing you to maintain, but I was able to narrow it down to four. Uh, mobile phone, a virtual box session of Mint, a virtual box session of Ubuntu Mate, and my hardware computer that has Ubuntu Mate. And so I've got it down to four. And you simply click the X next to the ones you want to get rid of. It tells you how recently you've activated that particular session or that particular device. So the really old ones are probably the ones that you no longer need anymore. And the really <laughs> current ones are the ones uh, you're using now. Don't delete those. Well, I don't think there'd be a problem because I think next time you actually sync up, it'll reinstate that as a device on this list here. But you can safely get rid of the old ones for sure. How many did you have? I didn't count them, but there were a dozen or more. Uh, and I, probably I, more. I, I, <laughs> I had 43. Okay, there you go. So that's so, what they're talking about. Yeah. Well, I can't help it that, you know, I was a distro hopping fool uh, back in 2006. You have them going back to 2006? Yeah. I Actually, I have one back to 2004. Okay. Yes. So yeah, uh, many so of our listeners will have the same thing. So go clean up your Dropbox. Yeah, go clean up your Dropbox so you can sync your... The next 15 distro. Yeah. Go, distros. Clean your okay. Go clean your room. Yeah. Go clean your room. Okay. So All let's right. get into this uh, this show because we've talked about Pop! OS. We've talked about Mate. We've talked about uh, Ubuntu and Pop! OS. So maybe we should actually start the podcast now. Okay. Well, we'll get into our main topic, uh, which is Back to Basics. And our objective okay. for the series of Back to Basics is to update the information we've been providing over the last 12 years or so, and to ensure that we continue to provide a reference to Linux users who want to adopt Linux for their day-to-day -day computing needs. In part one of this series, a few episodes ago, we defined these terms, free, Operating system, distribution, desktop environment, application, package, and repository. And for basic definitions, I think with those out of the way, we can get into a little more depth. Now that we've defined some, ter some terms for you, we'll discuss topics such as what is Linux, why Linux, what do you get with every Linux distribution, and later we'll discuss how to choose the right distribution based on criteria such as intended use, desktop environment, prepackaged applications. After that, we'll talk about how to use Linux and its applications. All right. So, uh, for our topics for today, let's start with what is Linux? Well, basically, Linux is the key element of a family of operating systems. It's the kernel, if you will. And we talk about Linux as an operating system, which includes other things, other tools that actually give you a desktop environment and other things uh, like that, that actually make up an operating system. But technically, Linux is just the kernel. We'll continue to refer to the operating system as Linux, though. 
much to the chagrin of the purists out there who believe that we should be talking about GNU slash Linux. That's just too much of a mouthful to keep talking about it in that way. So uh, we'll just continue to talk about Linux operating system as a dependable, secure, capable, and modern software. Uh, and it's used to run your computer, and it rivals all of the others, uh, that being things like Windows and Mac OS in popularity and actual use. Uh, you may have already been using a member of the Unix or Linux family, like Linux itself, Android, Chrome OS, BSD, Azure Sphere, if you're a server kind of guy or gal, or even Mac OS. If so, you're likely looking for new ways to optimize your technology for the way that you work. So you might be asking, why Linux? If you switch to Linux, you'll be using software that is like your previous computer's operating system software, only better. It's better because it has a modern but familiar user interface, it's easy to understand and use, it's designed with security built in and with protection from viruses and spyware included. In addition to having all of that and being free as in freedom, almost any Linux you choose can be had and upgraded at no additional charge for as long as you want to use it. Linux just works with minimal or no maintenance. Most distributions have automatic security updates and software updates for both the operating system and all of your installed applications. Right, and one of the reasons why people uh, switch to Linux is because Linux is no charge, and you can try it out before you commit to installing it. In fact, many Linux distributions provide a live environment that lets you try it out without even installing it at all on your computer. When you want to try a Linux distribution, the first step is to obtain a copy of that Linux distribution in a format you can use to install the new operating system. That format is usually an ISO image file, that's .iso is the, uh, the, the last few characters of the file name, and we'll have a tutorial on how to install Linux listed in our show notes. The ISO file you download, though, doesn't do you much good on its own. You need to convert that file into a form that will allow you to create a CD, a DVD, or a USB drive that allows you to try Linux without changing your computer at all, with an option to install it permanently later on once you've tried it out. You've probably heard the term burning an ISO. The quickest and easiest method of, ins of installation is to use a USB uh, drive, a thumb drive, pen drive, or a USB stick. You can also use a CD or DVD to install Linux, but this method is recommended only for older computers or where the computer cannot be configured to boot from a USB device. The show notes have a link to an article that provides guidance on how to create the installation media. Installation media is often re referred to as a live media because using this method you run the Linux distribution directly from the media live. This allows you to try Linux on your computer without installing and without changing anything at all or your computer. 
when you shut down and remove the live media, your computer is back to normal. For information on how to make a CD or DVD for installation using Windows, OS X, and Ubuntu, see the Burning ISO How-To article on Ubuntu Help. The link will be in the show notes. Another reason for choosing Linux is that it provides multiple sources of support. Although Linux distributions are not sold and supported like proprietary software, Linux has multiple sources of support. Often, the fastest and easiest way to get answers to your questions about how to use your Linux distribution is to ask the distribution's support community of developers and users. Linux is backed by many large corporations as well as independent developers and users, many of whom are focused on ensuring and improving the security that is built into the operating system. We also have blogs. The typical Linux project blog is a place where project leaders thank the community for its support, making announcements, and provide updates on planned releases. Some examples of these would be the Ubuntu forums, the Linux Mint forums, uh, Arch uh, Wiki, Wiki that is probably the most documented uh, document I've ever seen in my life, mm-hmm. and also the the Ubuntu Mate uh, forums are great places. Uh, and then we have the community. Some products have a community wiki, like I just mentioned, at like Arch and Manjiro. Uh, they also have forums or a chat room that provides tips, tricks, and tutorials and guides. If you're looking for some tutorials and tips for customizing and getting more out of your Linux computer, then this can be a great place or places to look. Right. And in addition, um, we and other podcasts also provide support. And there are books written on supporting Linux. And I've written a couple of those myself. So lots of places to get support above and beyond just the uh, Linux distributions help screens. Uh, And many of those have a robust help system built in. Another thing that um, it's probably not is if you're new that is not you probably don't know about is each uh, Linux system has what they call man pages, and if and it's actually a built-in help system, and that can also be of assistance uh, to you. It's not sometimes it's not as, as clear. But sometimes it, it will provide you just enough insight to, oh, okay, now I know what I need to do. So, you know, right. you, you've got online, you've got blogs, you've got podcasts, and you've got a built-in help system So, uh, called Man Pages in your system. So you have a lot of resources before you even, <laughs> you know, run into things. So get, get used to uh, – uh, looking at different places, especially if you're having an issue with, you know, uh, an application or a driver, because if you're having a problem with it, someone in one of these communities would will, will have run across it, and, and 99% of the time have figured out how to fix it. Another answer to the question why Linux is that the Linux operating system is more secure and better supported than other operating systems that come pre-installed on most computer hardware systems today. 
In today's world of internet security, it's more important than ever to maximize your safety and privacy, both online and offline. That's why we think you should use a computer that runs Linux, because it's safe. It's safer, at least, than the other two most popular operating systems, Microsoft Windows and Apple's Mac OS. Unlike other operating systems that update only once a month, Linux receives updates continuously. The updates include security patches for Linux and its installed applications and are all provided on the same frequent schedule. This ensures that you have the latest protection for all of your computer software as soon as it's available. The built-in software updater provided with modern distributions of Linux provides security updates for both its software applications and the operating system. Vulnerabilities are patched more quickly and are delivered automatically and more frequently than the two most popular operating systems. Linux is designed to make it difficult for viruses, rootkits, and other malware to be installed and run without conscious intervention by you, the user. Linux users are not administrators by default. Administrators or root users on any computer have system permission to do anything they want, including doing damage to the system. Uh, I should know I've done it enough. <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah, to be extra secure, Linux requires you to provide your administrator password to install or run programs as root every single time. The reason that this is important is that Linux, your system, wants to make sure that you are the one that wants this done. You know, let's say, do you want to, are you sure you want to install this? And you have to type your password. And, and so sometimes you'll, you'll see it and they'll say, okay, um, are you sure you want to do this? Make sure you read it because, you know, you're your first line of defense. It's going to prompt you anytime it wants it wants to make a change to the system. Um, even for updates, you have to enter your password to okay it to install the updates to your system. So, you know, it, it's it's trying to keep you safe. Yeah, while it is great for users who have migrated from Windows or Mac OS, any modern Linux distribution is also an excellent choice for any kind of computer user from the casual home user to professional software developer. That's because of its modern, functionally thought-out design. Almost any choice of Linux distribution is capable enough for even the most experienced computer user because, well... It's Linux. It has the power of every other flavor of Linux built in. Simply put, it provides a practical alternative to other software that can run on your computer. And in our next Back to Basics episode, we'll talk a little bit more about why people have switched to Linux from other operating systems and get a little more in-depth into some of the other topics that we're promising to discuss as we go forward. Uh, I got the answer to that, Larry. Mm-hmm. Duh, it's Linux. It's great. It's awesome. Isn't that enough, or we have to explain it more? Uh, I think we need to explain it more. Uh, <laughs> no, that would <laughs> that would be funny. Just say, here's a podcast. Linux is awesome. In a story, install it. Done. Yeah. You would think that would be enough, but apparently okay. not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. That wraps it up for this episode. Uh, Bill, do you have anything else you want to share with our listeners? 
uh, if you are having problems, there's lots of resources that you can go look for. What I've uh, seen from the latest uh, Arches and the uh, Ubuntu's and Debian's and all the other flavors, as we've talked about, uh, they're making huge strides. Things that used to be difficult now just install, and they just work. Like and the NVIDIA driver. Become, yeah. yeah, like the NVIDIA driver. Uh, and they even they even installed the latest NVIDIA, dri- NVIDIA driver, which really made me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm easily entertained, guys. But no, seriously, Lin- Linux just keeps getting better and better and better and easier and quicker. Um before we go, we were talking about why should you should install uh, Linux. Well, I, there's a one comparison. I uh, imaged. I had to reinstall for my work or my Windows laptop, and, and granted, it's it's not mine, but it it took about an hour and fifteen minutes. Now this is uh, from a company. Um, uh, restore image, and then mm-hmm. of course that took that was quick. But getting all the drivers and uh, one of the things that is always entertaining is uh, you have Windows wants to update, but then it wants to update this driver that is uh, that it it wants to install this driver, but the IT department wants to install this different driver. And so you have two of them saying, "Here's install this driver, no install this driver. So you have two installers uh, trying to install different versions of the same driver. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun to watch, uh, you know, because uh, they know it, that uh, the software works on this one, but they're not, you know, if IT is nothing but consistent. They want everything, every, every computer to be the same because they've got thousands of them. So it took about an hour and 15 minutes to get this done. Now, this is not a fair comparison. I was able to restore my computer and get all the up- updates in about 15 minutes. and was up and running. <laughs> so, <laughs> With Linux, you know, yeah. With Linux uh, on my home machine because, you know, I, I jump around so much. So I just have my handy dam- uh, dandy image and slap it in there, done. You know, it's back. To like nothing ever happened. It might there might have been an update. I installed the update and now I'm back and running with all the drivers and everything. So for for your time and simplicity, Linux just keeps getting better and better all the time. And one one thing that we uh, we we always seem to not mention enough is to thank all the developers. From Debian, from Arch, from Red Hat, from uh, Fedora—you know, every, all these uh, all these people have contributed to make Linux better. And a lot of these uh, uh, distributions will submit packages that help another distribution. Um, and so, you know, we don't want to thank the, the the maintainers of the distributions that we use: the Ubuntu's, the Ubuntu Mates, the Budgies, the arches, these guys work, they work hard. Yeah, they do. And the maintainers of the applications also. 
uh, yeah. work hard, uh, things that we use every day, like uh, Audacity and yes. uh, the, the Chrome browser, um, the Mate desktop for me, uh, the GNOME desktop, yeah. uh, you know, all of these applications uh, are provided for the most part with your Linux distribution. And, and we all think of them as one big, nice, happy package, that being the operating system and its applications. Uh, and there's so many moving parts and so many people to thank that we would be here for multiple yeah. hours just trying to list some of the people to thank. And and uh, and also you know uh, Linus who who maintains the kernel and the kernel developers they're the ones putting all this technology in. Um, so uh, I, what I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of people that work behind the scenes. Even a, a person that might have a little uh, experience and say this is this is broken. I'm going to submit a patch and send it up. Uh, so. Everybody's involved in it to the extent of their abilities, but we want to thank everybody, all the developers, all the testers, all the documentation teams. You guys are awesome. We really do appreciate it, and uh, I guess the simplest is thank you. Yes. All right, and we're looking forward to our next Back to Basics episode in a few episodes. Our next episode will be listener feedback, as is our custom. Until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done. If you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast community on community.goinglinux.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. 73. Music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.